Discerning Hearts, in cooperation with the Poor Clares of Roswell, New Mexico, present A Time of Renewal, Daily Reflections for the Lenten Season, written by Mother Mary Frances. Beauty and Penance When we examine the Church's liturgy, the idea of blossoming beauty is very evident everywhere in this season of penance. It neither begins nor ends with anything severe, even though we are told to set ourselves to work, which will inevitably involve suffering and pain since we are so disjointed. We are so unbeautiful sometimes. The Lenten liturgy is one of hope and restoration that speaks of a great blossoming that is to come, that is to be accomplished during these days. Holy Church tells us that it is not in vain that we keep vigil, and that a crown is promised to those who watch. She tells us that our penance is not without purpose. We might stop to reflect there for just a minute. In our time, the Church has lifted so much of what was mandatory in penitential practices, thereby placing great trust in us. In our time, the Church has lifted so much of what was mandatory in penitential practices, thereby placing great trust in us. She has not changed anything about her concept of penance or understanding of the need for penance. She has merely removed penalties. She has tried to show us a greater trust. If the church is aware that penance had been done for the wrong reason, she is now asking us to do it for the right reason, without penalty. Sometimes there is confusion about this. The church says precisely in her hymn at Lauds that this day comes, your day, in which everything blossoms again. There is already a very deep theology of creation in that line. Everything shall flower again. Nothing different is to be made, but something already in us will flower again. Something created beautiful and sometimes spoiled or distorted will be restored. Creation will reassume its original beauty, its original meaning. If we were to define beauty, we would come, sooner or later, to a sense of congruousness. What is proper to a thing? What is congruous to parts working with parts? What do we mean when we say that a person is physically beautiful? We mean there is a congruity. Everything is where it belongs. Everything is in excellent form. When we have elements out of place, then we have something unbeautiful, distorted, something that repels us, at least at first sight. Beauty and grace of motion derive from congruity of the parts. They work smoothly with one another, part with part. It is the same in the moral realm, the spiritual realm. Moral beauty is truth, the congruity of truth. It is congruous to itself, congruous in all its parts. In physical nature or among persons, The basis of everything comic is incongruity. It is something that does not make sense. Sometimes it is said that humor is based on a sense of the incongruous. This is true humor in the spiritual sense. But in the moral realm, we want a congruity of truth. In the spiritual realm, we want a congruousness of holiness. There are several kinds of physical beauty. When we have touched the spirit of a person, What is physical is changed in our eyes. There are few things that more quickly lose their appeal than mere outer beauty. It does not stand up very long. In the end, it can become very specious because when the moral congruousness is not there, when the spirit is not beautiful, 
There is almost a certain resentment that a person should look beautiful when we have discovered such a lack of interior beauty. On the other hand, we have all had the experience when we come to love and understand someone, when we come to touch the spirit of another person. We can't bear that this person should be thought unbeautiful by anyone else because we recognize the beauty there so easily. This doesn't work both ways. Outer beauty does not beget inner beauty. Inner beauty does project outward beauty. Inner beauty transfigures even the outward appearance. But it does not work the other way. In fact, it works in just the opposite way. A beautiful shell over a lack of inner beauty is almost repulsive because it's so incongruous with the spirit. We want to work towards congruousness of spirit and of moral truth within. The acceptance of truth, the acceptance of doing the right thing for the right reason in our spiritual life, so that we establish an inner beauty. When we say a person has an awkward walk, we mean that there is not congruity of movement. The limbs do not work together in coordination. We often walk awkwardly in our spiritual lives because we are not living congruously, and so we become comic in a very dark sense of the word because we are not congruous. All our failures and virtue can be reduced to this lack of beauty, this inconsistency within ourselves. Because of human weakness and limitations, we will always be inconsistent on occasion and particularly in our own weakest areas, but we cannot afford to live inconsistently with ourselves. Least of all, we can afford to deny the inconsistency because this is already to be unbeautiful. To return to the liturgy, not only does the church begin her Lenten liturgies with enthusiasm for a great reflowering of beauty, but she establishes almost immediately her theology of penance. The Lord's hymn, O Sol Salutis in Time, speaks in a very poetic figure the tears of repentance welling up from the heart if the rod of penance breaks its stubborn rock. To me, that hymn is a whole theology of penance, most beautifully expressed. There is a reason for everything we do, and every dying in Lent is a dying towards resurrection. All the penances and restrictions establish a truth, and beauty and truth cannot be separated. Every lack of beauty is some kind of untruth, and every kind of untruth, spiritual or moral, is a sin against beauty. It's important to think about and remember that. The more truthful we are in our spiritual life, the more beautiful it becomes. We become beautiful only by an increase of acceptance of the responsibility to live in the truth. This is what our Lenten program is meant to be. You've been listening to A Time of Renewal, Daily Reflections for the Lenten Season, written by Mother Mary Francis. This is a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Poor Clares of Roswell, New Mexico. For more episodes in this series, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it in our free Discerning Hearts app or on many streaming platforms. Discerning Hearts is a 501c3 nonprofit Catholic apostolate dedicated to evangelization and spiritual formation through the use of new media. To learn how you can support our mission, visit discerninghearts.com.